0: Each week, I'll be sharing insightful and inspiring birth stories and advice in the hopes to help you create your own positive birth experience. I'm your host, Skye Marie. Let's get into today's show. Welcome back, guys. Today's episode features the two birth stories of Adelaide mother, Emma, scheduling an induction after rising concern around her baby's growth, Emma experienced a fast whirlwind birth that left her feeling stunned and dazed. Second time around, she educated herself by completing a hypnobirthing course and describes her daughter's birth as painless and deeply beautiful. Enjoy this episode, guys. Hi, Emma. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Hey, thanks so much for having me. Do you want to just quickly tell the listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah for sure, so my name is Emma, Um, we live in Adelaide, Um, I have my partner Matt, Um, we've been together for six, or coming up six years now. Um, We have two kids together, Colin who we call Cole, he's two and a half and Macy who's eight months old. I was a teacher um, but obviously on maternity leave at the moment Um, and so in between Cole being born and And, well, yeah, so six months after Cole was born, I started, like, sharing low-tox living, like, through Instagram and stuff. So I've been doing that for two years as well. Um, And, yeah, just help others do the same.
0: Yeah, amazing. And were your pregnancies planned?
1: No. uh, Well, Cole's wasn't. Macy's was. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Cole's was definitely a big surprise for us. (laughs) I um, was 21 at the time. I came off of contraception um, because I've I've got anxiety. So I really wanted to see, I think that's when more research started to come out about how the pill can affect um, anxiety. So I'd read a few things about that and I was like, all right, we're going to give it a shot, come off of that. Um, And yeah, well, I fell pregnant. Uh, literally I think less than a month after I was waiting for my like period to come and (laughs) yeah, felt pregnant. So that was a huge surprise, but it took us about a week to come to terms with, all right, yeah, we're pregnant. Like this is what's happening. It's all going to be okay. We had our family support, um, and, yeah, I, I don't know if I said we were in our last year of uni, so it was a bit of a panic because it was like, oh, am I going to be able to finish uni? Um, Matt was also a teacher. We went to uni together. Um, so, yeah, it was, a, it was a big whirlwind, but it was, you know, a very it ended up being a very pleasant surprise but definitely very tumultuous yeah. at the beginning.
0: <laughs> and being so young, did you have anyone around you that had given birth that you could sort of turn to?
1: Um, Not really. Um, I guess, obviously, because I was so young, I had one close friend who had um, just had a little baby. Um, But other than that, I had like a few like, like friends who were a little bit older, but we weren't super close who had started having babies. Um, But not really, I guess, being so young. Mm. So I didn't really know anything about like the different models of care. Um, I knew I definitely wanted like a more natural birth. Um, and I had always said anyway, I wanted to start start having a family around the age of 24. So I mean, it wasn't too far away, but I definitely felt um, very <laughs> like, yeah, overwhelmed by like, oh, what are the steps here? Okay.
0: And how was your pregnancy with him?
1: Yeah, really? Well, Really good by the end of it. I guess I always look back at it um, and forget that the first um, trimester and even halfway into the second trimester was really crappy. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, like, sick up until 20 weeks, so I think every single morning. Um, I Between, like, 12 and 20 weeks, I'd be sick just once every morning, but from, like, six weeks to 12 weeks, it was, like, all day, non-stop, um, So, But I think you end up forgetting that, don't you? Yes, (laughs) so true.
0: And do you want to take us through that birth?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll start us off at around 34 weeks. Um, So I ended up doing the um, midwifery care um, where, like you see, a small group of midwives, there's a birthing unit um, at my local hospital Mm -hmm. um, and they were all really beautiful. But, yeah, at 34 weeks, um, they measured like my fundal height. Um, I think that's what it's called where they measure your belly.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: And, um, yeah, so I was two centimeters behind in that. And I was carrying really small, like I didn't look like I was in my third trimester at all. Um, and so they were a little bit um, curious about that and just wanted to suss out what was happening. So they sent me for a growth scan at 34 weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, And that came back all fine. He was, like, on the 50th percentile um, from that scan. And so I was like, okay, yep, easy done. Um, Then at that point we were having appointments every two weeks. So then at the 36-week appointment everything was still all good. But at the 38-week appointment I was actually – yeah I think, yeah sorry no it was a 38 week appointment I was five centimeters behind um in growth so they were quite concerned about that so they were just they sent me for another growth scan and I guess because I didn't really have anyone around me um I don't feel like there was as much um information around that there is at the moment I didn't really know that like you know anything about growth scans I was just doing like you know what I thought was the best thing to do so yeah I went for that growth scan um and pretty much they had said um look you're going to go for this growth get growth scan you need to come back to the hospital straight away we need to assess what it says um, and you might have to be induced because um, it looks like baby's measuring really behind so went for the growth scan and um the sonographer was like oh look you know, everything's looking all fine on my end. Obviously, the doctor will look everything over. Um, but he was sitting on, like, the 10th percentile for everything and everything was all matching up. So, you know, I think they look out, like, to see if their belly is in proportion to their thigh bone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Everything was all matching up. So went back to the hospital after that time. Um was just, like, the doctor working in the in the ward um, wasn't like my doctor specifically or anything but yeah the doctor at the time looked at that one scan at the 38 weeks and said oh yeah it's fine you've just got 50 percent but then following on to that at the 39 week appointment I was actually 39 and three days um the midwife was like oh how are you feeling I said oh yeah good like I, I stood you don't feel like i've grown and she's like oh yeah you've had a couple of growth skins haven't you and she pulled them out and and put them next to one another and she's like oh okay at the 34 week appointment he was sitting on the 50th percentile but this one here says that he's sitting on the 10th like that's a significant reduction like that shouldn't be happening um and so from there i just kind of like went along with whatever they said um we pretty much were told, like, all right, you're going to have your baby's probably better off out than in right now, so we're probably going to go ahead and induce you. They put me on monitoring um, for an hour, and I had kind of said at that point, um, we'd started hypnobirthing at 35 weeks, which was like super late in the game. <laughs> um, such a big regret because I just didn't have the knowledge and didn't soak up what I probably needed her to. But from it, I had gotten that okay. Well, like, can I ask for a stretch and sweep instead of you know going ahead and being induced straight away? Can I ask for monitoring before we go in, go ahead into anything? So yeah, popped a monitoring. They did a stretch and sweep, and actually they told me that I was three centimeters dilated, and I had no idea. Um and yeah the monitoring came back um all fine for an hour um well yeah so we put on monitoring for the hour that came back all fine um and so they had said look you've either got two options we, there's a room here now we can pop you in um or you can go home and try and get labor started overnight and then you'll have to come back in at 7am um you know to to kick start labor mm-hmm. So yeah, we asked to go home, um, which I really enjoyed actually, like I would re- I re- look at that really fondly because we came home, we were able to have like our last dinner as just, you know, the two of us and it was like that real, the real feeling of like, we're going to be parents tomorrow. Um, so yeah, and it was good, I was able to like clean the house yeah. <laughs> and everything. Um So, yeah, went back in at 39 and 4 weeks, um, went in at 7 o'clock in the morning. Um, They broke my waters at around 8 o'clock and from that point they could tell that I was, yeah, 4 centimetres dilated as well. So that was all really good Um, and they gave me – I was obviously put on the clock then. Yeah um they gave me 3 hours for uh, for birth to kickstart, um, naturally mm-hmm. um and then if after those 3 hours and they put me on the drip if nothing was really happening or if it wasn't um consistent etc cetera, etc cetera, um but I guess, yeah, lucky for me, um, it did kickstart off um, naturally. So around like nine o'clock, um, contra- contractions started. Um, I got a few like mild ones where it was all like, oh, it's exciting, like something's happening. Um, and then it just went from zero to a hundred real quick. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I said, we had done a bit of hypnobirthing and so we put some hypnobirthing tracks on. I was, like, over the ball. Matt was doing some light touch. But the, the contractions were just so intense that I remember Melissa spilled seeds. Um, her audio was going and she was like and just relax and you're going deeper and my head was just not in it I probably hadn't practiced hypnobirthing enough as well which was not to my advantage and I just remember I like put my finger up and I was like Matt turn that shit off I was just (laughs) not in the right headspace um and I messaged my mom I was like I can't do this um and I, because I'd been told by the midwives, look, like, you know, we'll, we'll break your waters if nothing happens by like three hours and we'll start the drip and, you know, you'll probably have a baby by, like, late afternoon, right? Mm. So I had in my head, I'm like, so I've just started this. Like, I'm half an hour into this and I've got another, like, eight hours to go. Like, how am I going to do this? I couldn't cope, like. And they were back to back. That was super intense. Um, I called the midwife in, and it was super funny because obviously in that um in the birthing unit, like the epidural is not an option. And I remember she came in, and I was like, "I'm going to have to leave you." <laughs> and she's like, "What do you mean?" i was like, "I'm going to have to leave you. You're going to have to take me." over to get an epidural. She's like, oh and I'm like, let's let's try the gas and air first. Like, you know, let's try some other things. Um I couldn't have water because of the extra monitoring that I needed on my belly for um because coal was um uh was expected to be small so they were monitoring him so I couldn't have water unfortunately so yeah she gave me the gas and air which I think was on like the slightest little bit of gas and air um and from there everything just like escalated super quickly um all of a sudden my like body started pushing um and obviously you know I had never like pushed before i had always thought um again because i probably wasn't well informed that you know you do the pushing not your body does the pushing but it was just involuntary pushing and i said to my midwife she was really lovely and she wouldn't have been been expecting it either because we were you know an hour and a half into labor and i was like my body's pushing She's like, it's okay, Emma, just breathe. Like, how about we get you into a different position? Like, it's okay. You're not pushing. (laughs) The next contraction came and I was like, if my body's pushing, then I don't know what's happening. Um, And so she's like, all right, well, let's just get you up. Let's get you checked. And I remember I was hunched over on the bed and so she was, you know, behind me and um, she's like, oh, okay, yep, you are pushing and, yep, baby's coming (laughs) and uh, so yeah and this was all like within half an hour and a half of um you know everything starting so at that point I think I was able to reflect okay what I was just going through was transition baby's going to be here soon um and the pain kind of like went away which was really good and I just my body was doing all the work from then on um However, his heart rate started to drop like dramatically. Um, So they tried to get my body into different positions to try and um, get his heart rate more stable, um, but nothing was really working. So the emergency button was pushed um, because his heart rate just kept on dropping and dropping. Um, I think like 15 people flew into the room. It was super loud. Like all of this is really hazy in my memory and I just had my eyes closed the whole time um but from there yeah you know like on your back like in the stirrups like everything that I didn't really want for my birth um mm. but you know at the end of the day it was like all right I've, I've got to make sure that he's safe um so yeah it was all like all right am I push 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 um and I was definitely pushing when my body wasn't ready to push um but they were very like um yeah, very intense about it. Um, I found out later that because I was having the back-to-back contractions, they were going to give me, I don't know what medication, but something to try and stop the contractions to give him a break because that was obviously stressing him out. Um, they didn't end up doing that. Um and so what they ended up doing was said like basically we need to get him out ASAP, so I'm going to give you an episiotomy and then on the next contraction we'll pop the, like, the vacuum on or the Ventus, whatever they call it, and we'll get him out that way. Um, but, yeah, so they did the episiotomy and um, I was like, I don't want the vacuum. So luckily I was able to push him out. Mm-hmm. Um, it happens heaps often. As soon as you hear, like, forceps or vacuum, it's, like I always hear that all the time like and yeah. baby came out um so yeah then he was put onto my chest he was all fine um he was definitely a bit stunned and like so was I I was just in shock um because in the end it was like a two and a half at no not two and a half I think they put it down as two hours and 10 minutes of labor so super quick super intense and I think mm-hmm. I wouldn't even be able to tell you how long the pushing went for because it felt like forever but also like no time at all mm. um but i think it would have been like half an hour to 40 minutes Wow! i think um That's wild yeah yeah it was <laughs> I literally remember looking at matt afterwards and i was like what just happened
0: mm, i can imagine um,
1: but, yeah, everything was all good once um, he was out on his end. I hemorrhaged, um, so there was just, like, blood everywhere. Um, I only lost um, 700 mils of blood, so I didn't need, like, a transfusion or anything, um, which was good, but they needed to pop me on, like, the oxytocin drip. I think it was oxytocin drip or centosman um, to help with that hemorrhaging. Um And yeah, we were able to do like delayed cord clamping as much as possible, but they wanted to get the um, placenta out quite quickly. Um, And then, yeah, then they stitched me up for an hour, which was way worse than what the birth was. I would give birth any day.
0: So what do you feel like on reflection was the biggest lesson that you took away from that birth? I definitely took away that,
1: like, I became fearful. Yeah. So that is what um, I feel made me feel so much pain, um, you know, all of that fear and that doubt of, like, okay, I've still got eight hours left of this. I didn't really have that trust or that, faith that you know, yes, this is really intense, but I mean, I'd never considered I would have such a quick labour. Like, my mom didn't really have super quick labours or anything like that. So I didn't really have, like, a heads up that that might be the situation. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I definitely took out of that. that next time I'd like to be more prepared in terms of, like, um, yeah, not tensing and, you know, fearing up because
0: that, that affects so much, hey? 100%, yeah. Jumping over to Macy, how was your pregnancy with her? Yeah, really good. We didn't know what
1: we were having with her. We decided to leave nice. it for a surprise. Um, so first trimester was like the opposite to Cole's. I didn't vomit at all. I wasn't sick. I definitely felt nauseous at times, but it was pretty easily fixed by like snacking and um, or, you know, like if I got up in the morning and had a hot shower, like that would just ruin me. So I'd make sure my shower wasn't too hot kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, it was nothing in compared to his um, first trimester or even second trimester. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like like I said, first and second trimester were all really good. The only thing was is that in the third trimester I had shocking like um, SPD pain. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, basically like it's like an inflammation like in my pelvis and so like TMI but my vagina was so swollen mm-hmm. um, and it just hurt on my left side like to move my left leg. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, it was just, like, um, you know, getting up or bending over. It was just the pain was unlike anything that I've ever experienced, and I guess that's because it's it's quite often a pregnancy thing, right? Um, but, like, turning over in bed just felt, like, impossible. Um, but, yeah, I've, like, spoken to heaps of other mums who've had the same, and it's just, yeah, it's not fun. I know that there's, like, um, you know, you can get, like um, – belts and stuff to go around to help stabilize your pelvis and stuff yeah I never did anything like that I was really lazy I'm like oh I'll I'll be fine yeah I probably should have though Mm.
0: (laughs) so was there anything you did differently this time around
1: yeah so I'd definitely taken a lot away um from Cole's birth um So we did hypnobirthing at 25 weeks because I knew I definitely wanted to do hypnobirthing and I obviously wanted to with Cole's birth. But we started really late and I probably had a lot of hesitations with Cole around, like, I didn't want to be one of those mums that was like, this is my birth plan and this is how it will go and I'll just breathe my baby out. I kind of with him was like, you know, I have an idea of how I wanted it to go, but I was okay just to go with the flow. Mm -hmm which I kind of learned that that isn't always the best thing, just to go with the flow because you need to be so informed and so educated and, and, you know, all of that. So, yeah, we did hypnobirthing at 25 weeks and I just love the program, like the stuff that you learn, um, not only just to equip you, like in terms of like, you know, your breathing and everything like that, but all of the information and knowledge was, it's just amazing. So, yeah, we did that at 25 weeks and we did that in person this time. Um, so I felt so much more educated and I was practising pretty much every day. Like I'd have a track on um, while Cole went down for his nap. Um, I had my affirmations up on the bathroom mirror from like 30 weeks um, and I'd say them to myself like every day in the shower while doing my breathing. It was just, yeah, so beautiful. Um so, yeah, I definitely took a lot away from that in preparation for Macy's birth. Yeah. So um, her birth, I definitely wanted to go into labour spontaneously. I didn't want to be, like, induced. And I know that I wasn't, you know, put on the drip or anything, but I had, you know, at the end of the day, like my waters were broken um, and that Definitely affected, like, you know, yeah. her birth went with coal. So I wanted to avoid any of that. Um, so, luckily, like, her growth um, wasn't flagged at all. So that was awesome because then I wasn't, like, you know, under any watchful eye. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so she was due on the 3rd of January. <laughs> so I remember, like, for Christmas and New Year's, I was like, oh, my God, just stay in, just yeah. stay in, just stay in. <laughs> I, like, wow. didn't – I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a baby due at that time, but I was like, I just didn't want to be born at that time. Mm-hmm. So I had probably closed myself off a little bit. Like, I wasn't really doing anything to induce labour. Like, I, I very much was like – and Matt and I would always joke, and I mean, this wasn't the case, but we were like, no oxytocin in this house until January 3rd. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we weren't really trying anything. But then once January 3rd hit, it was like, all right, cool. So I woke up on uh, January 4th. So I was 40 and one, um, and I just felt different. I was kind of like, oh, I think today's the day. I, I think I remember I messaged my mum and I was like, I think today's the day. Like, I don't know, I just feel different. Um, so, yeah, we um, had a really beautiful morning. We went for a walk where I, I felt comfortable to do some curb walking because I was like, you know what, from this point, baby can come, can come out, like, all good. So, yeah, I did some curb walking um, and that kind of, Look, I don't know if that got things going, but from there, I definitely started to get like a few like period pains. And I had this moment where I was like, Am I, is this just in my head? Like, am I just thinking this? But no, it definitely was, yeah, a few like period pains. And um, so, yeah, we did the curb walking, we came on home. Um, I got my Clary Sage out um, because I felt comfortable in using that like, you know, from this point on, so I was sniffing my clary sage, um, you know, a couple hours later, it was like, oh Matt, like maybe, maybe get the contraction timer out and we'll start, you know, timing them. So I think we started timing them at around 10 o'clock. Um, and they were very, like very, very, very mild, you know, I'd really have to kind of like tune in with myself and think, okay, is, is this like a surge? Um, and, so, yeah, um, started doing all that. Um, I obviously had a lot of anxiety about Cole's labour being so quick that I didn't know which way Macy's labour would go. I mean, we're not too far from the hospital, but, I mean, logistically once you've got a second baby, you've got to squeeze in. You know, we had to get Cole to his grandparents and then from there like to the hospital and I was just like, oh, I didn't want it to be rushed if this was labour. Mm-hmm. Um and it felt so different to how Cole's labour did. So it was it was like, Oh, you know, do I have a day or two of this? Do I have an hour of this? Like what's what's gonna go on? So we decided Cole went down for his nap at eleven o'clock, so we decided to, you know, get all the bags in the car and that we would take him to his grandparents' house. Um you know, with his overnight bag and stuff um, so that he could settle in there, we could come back home and that I could just kind of like get into my zone. Um, and so, yeah, we dropped him off there and I remember the car ride back home. Um, we called the midwives and just said, yep, like, you know, something's happening here. I think the contractions were, um, they were regular but they still were like... Um, they wanted them to be like closer together and lasting a minute. Um, so anyway, you know, we just came back home and I was on the, um, on the um, exercise ball and look, it was probably like two contractions later that I was like, we need to get to hospital. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't really get like into my zone or anything at all, which was so fine. But, yeah, so we jumped in the car and, um, you know trusted that intuition that I just kind of all of a sudden felt that snap of like just need to get to hospital yeah. um got to the hospital had our bags and got into the room I had a midwife um and a student midwife who wasn't my personal student she was just a student midwife um and they were both lovely Matt was really great because when he called up to say that we were coming in he was like you know can you please dim the lights make sure you know Uh, well turn the lights off um and so yeah we got in there they already knew that I was doing hypnobirthing and they were really respectful of that um and yeah they had um you know checked baby's um heartbeat and stuff all was well um they thought I probably had quite a bit to go um and I didn't really know either and I didn't really want to do like a, a check unless necessary um but they had brought up that because of um my hemorrhage with coal and that blood loss that um they wanted to put in like a um a a port I guess you could say like it you know that port into your hand that um you know, if they needed to put a drip in quickly, they could. Mm-hmm. Um, so they wanted to get that set up so that if I had a, a postpartum hemorrhage that they could just pop the drip in straight away to help stop the bleeding. Um, and I had said, like, okay with that. I kind of didn't think that I would hemorrhage this time because I knew um, from with Cole's birth that, I mean, the, the intense, intense labour, um, the ex- the pediotomy um you know that could have all definitely led to that postpartum hemorrhage um so i didn't really think that it would happen this time but i was okay with them putting that port in and it was just kind of used as a what well, it was going to be used as like a precaution so they said look you probably still got a little while so we'll probably put that in in like 40 minutes 40 45 minutes and i was like okay easy done and like you know you do your thing in here and um so anyway went on about doing my thing and then like half an hour later um things had like really ramped up and they had obviously said you know they'd come in in 45 minutes to put that that port in um and so anyway I said to Matt I was like if they are going to put that in they need to put it in now because it was really ramping up mm-hmm. um And he had called my birth photographer. So I got a birth photographer this time, which was really beautiful. Um, So, yeah, she came on in. And I remember I had so much guilt because I was like, I just, she's going to be here for too long. And she had kids. And so I was like, oh, no, like, we're going to be wasting our time. Lucky we called when she did. So uh, lucky we called when we did. Um, so anyway, yeah, the midwives ended up coming back in and they were getting my hand ready. I remember I was, you know, slumped over the bed. I had my hand out, and, um, and then my body just did it again. It was, it was pushing and I took my hand away and there was no way they were getting that port in at that time because I was just, you know, it was all happening and I just couldn't have them put that in while my body was pushing. One, I wouldn't have been able to stay still and I mean, it was it was already happening. It was yeah. too late. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I had my um, diffuser going in the room, which was really beautiful. I had my affirmations, um, like posters up on the wall. I had the affirmation track um, going in the background. So it was just a beautiful environment. Um, and at no point was there any panic. You know, I knew that my body was pushing, Um Oh, I had missed a really important point, I should add. When they had said, sorry, that they wanted to put the poor in and they you know how I said that they gave me the time frame of um, the 40, 45 minutes. Yeah. They checked me at that point because they said, look, we can check to see how far away you are. Um and they had checked, and I was eight centimetres. So I was fine with them checking. I kind of wanted to know. I was a bit inquisitive. I, I knew I was in a good headspace that it wouldn't let me down because I'd only been doing this for, you know, not very long. So if I was three centimetres, I was three centimetres. I didn't mind either way. It's not like I'd been doing this for eight hours and I was going to be discouraged. Mm. Um, so, yeah, to know that I was eight, eight centimetres. I was super excited. So, um yeah, Matt and I had some really beautiful moments where it was like, we're going to meet our baby soon. Um, and so when my body started pushing, I was just so excited. And it sounds so, like, cliche, I guess, but I was. I was just so excited. I was so full of happiness and I was so calm and so at peace. Um, and so, yeah, I was standing up and I was, like, hunched over the bed and, um, but I didn't really like that position. I didn't feel really stable enough, like, in my legs. Um, and so as my body started pushing, um, my waters broke at the same time as well. So I, was, I remember I was just standing there and there's all this, like, goo and waters and everything coming out of me. And um, I just wanted to get up on the bed kind of like, you know, um, with – like on all fours but like with your body up a bit Mm -hmm. like so like leaning over um and so a couple contractions later i'd i was able to say i want to get on the bed and i found it really hard to break that because at this point i hadn't really spoken in you know it was probably only 20 minutes that i hadn't spoken for but nonetheless i was like i want to get on the bed and it took so much to try and get that out Mm -hmm. um so she said, look, if you want to get on the bed, you're going to have to do it like when this contraction stops because otherwise baby's coming like right here. So, okay, so she put me on the bed, but I was so annoyed <laughs> because this is so like classic when you're giving birth, you know, that inner head, like inner um, dialogue that comes out. The bed wasn't up. So I was literally on all fours um, and I wasn't able to like, yeah there was I don't know if I'm explaining that right but I was literally just like on all fours as if I was crawling instead of being like elevated a bit with my arms up and then yeah. you know and so I was, I was like I just want this bed to go up but I couldn't get that out I just couldn't get that out um but it was okay in the end I like was able to make myself comfortable and I like was able to grab some pillows and prop myself up with those pillows and that um so it wasn't uncomfortable but I just remember that feeling of like Not what I want. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, I could feel her head there. So I knew that she was, like, super close. And it was so funny because I remember I definitely, like, pooed in Cole's labour. And this time I just felt like the pressure of her head honestly felt like as if there was a big poo like hanging out my bum yeah <laughs> I just remember thinking the whole time someone wipe my bum someone wiped my bum someone wipe my bum yeah. <laughs> but um there was no poo there which was great it was just the pressure of her head sitting there oh, wow. and I guess it probably would have been a whole different feeling to what I had with Cole because I was on my back with him um so yeah um obviously um I really like you know obviously lent into just my contractions there was no um you know, force pushing or anything, which was amazing. I just followed exactly what my body would do. Matt was able to set the camera up as my body started pushing. So um, that was really beautiful as well. So the camera, the, you know, camera was going um, and, yeah, my body pretty much just did, it, did its thing and her head came out and then not too long after, like, her body came out, I was able to, you know, whiz her up and pop her on my chest. Um she was super quiet, so they were a little bit concerned about that. But I understand now why she was so quiet because when I looked back at the footage of, um, you know, my me starting to push and her arriving, it was only 10 minutes. So she would have been, like, super stunned. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they were a little bit concerned about her not making too much noise. So, you know, I blew on her face and everything like that. Um. But they ended up wanting to cut the cord and like take her over, which I was okay with because she really was like, really was in shock. Um, so they took her over. I don't think they ended up giving her any oxygen. They just wanted to um, check her over really quickly. But it was super quick. I pretty much was able to turn around, lay back down on the bed and then she was on my chest and they said, yeah, you know, it's, it's all good. Oh, awesome. Um so, yeah, I popped her on my chest and it was just like such a different feeling to, you know, how it was with Cole. Um, we also didn't know what the, um, what her um, gender was either. So um, once I pulled her up onto my chest, um, I remember the midwife, she said, oh, yeah, just blow on her face, blow on her face and um i was a little bit bummed but at the same time excited because i was like oh like it's a girl but i really wanted matt to announce it but we had just never i don't think we actually even told the midwives that we didn't know that we, what we were having and that we wanted matt to announce it so that was you know a slip up on our part and um i turned to matt i was like oh is it a girl and he's like oh i don't know so we checked and yeah it was a girl which was super exciting i had felt like i was having a girl i would have been shocked if I. had a boy like I would have actually been like what in the world um so yeah a little girl we um had skin to skin for the hour I had the same with Cole but yeah with her skin to skin for an hour was able to do the breast crawl um and got that on video as well so that was beautiful um and yeah obviously had the photographer there so we've got so many amazing um pictures as well
0: did you do anything special with your placenta?
1: no I didn't I don't know why but I felt hesitant both times that I don't know why I was just like oh I just don't want people to I'm very hippie as it is like you know with my oils and stuff and I was like I don't want people to think I'm too hippie I don't know why but I definitely will um for the third baby I you know just need to not care what people think and probably get them encapsulated or something awesome
0: so how did you feel after that experience especially when comparing it to your first time oh just I think I was on an oxytocin high for five weeks afterwards
1: I just yeah it was beautiful I have watched my video back like (laughs) many times Mm -hmm. um and I didn't think that I'd be one of these people, but, like, there was no pain during Macy's labour, like, at all. Um, I don't look back and, you know, at no one point was it painful, Um yeah, which is just beautiful. Like that's probably the only way I would explain it is beautiful.
0: Amazing. And would you do anything differently when you go back for your third baby? Um,
1: I think I'd probably do like a refresher course for the hypnobirthing because I do think that that's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, i definitely like, yeah, get my um, placenta encapsulated. I would also love to try for a home birth. Yeah. Um we will be um, in our like own home that, that we're building. So that will be finished um, within the next month, which is exciting. So we'll definitely be in there for the third baby. Um, and I think considering, you know, how quick my labours obviously go, um, and now I know that labour doesn't have to be how Cole's labour was, mm-hmm. um, I think I'd definitely try for a home birth. It would just be a case of that we'd have to be able to get onto the MGP to be able to get that. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah I would love 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 that yeah amazing so what key piece of advice would you give to any expectant mothers out there
1: yeah I think definitely prepare for your birth and postpartum as well like treat them equally Mm -hmm. Um, because I think with Cole I definitely learned a lot of lessons from that and I Um, definitely just you know went with the whole it's okay like I'll just go with the flow like I don't really need a birth plan I know what I want you know I think I kind of when people say oh I just want to go with the flow I kind of feel like grabbing them and saying no like have a detailed idea of what you want like with each option so that you know you are empowered and you're um, full of knowledge and you know go and take a birth course because Uh, whether that be hypnobirthing or something similar, but have something there that's going to equip you for the knowledge and the tools that you need to be able to give birth, but also prepare for postpartum and like be open with people. Like I got that many presents for Cole's um, baby shower, as you do, everyone's super excited. But if I had have told just even, you know, four of those people um, that gave me gifts out of, I think, you know, probably 20 of them, like, look, have something instead of gifting him something give me something like if it's like meals or you know like the amazing golden month vouchers like something like that would be or you know lactation cookies or a lactation appointment like something beautiful like that would be yeah amazing
0: love that support the mother so she can support the baby yeah thank you so much for coming on today Emma and sharing your journey with us no
1: thank you so much for having me
0: and that brings us to the end of the show what a contrast between births from feeling consumed by fear and doubt to birthing her daughter pain-free like the goddess she is wow women are amazing That for me also speaks volumes on the importance of getting yourself educated and informed on all of your choices. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Let me know what you think over on the PBA Instagram and I'll see you guys next week for another episode of Positive Birth Australia.